Do you play soccer or have a child that plays soccer? Are you targeting a prep school? Are you looking to play college soccer in the NCAA? Oliver Charles Sports Agency has you covered. Oliver Charles Sports is a soccer agency that helps with prep school, college and university, and professional placement. They work with a wide variety of ages and skill levels. Book a meeting to learn more. If you are a player or parent and need help, please click the link in the episode description and mention the Mater Soccer Talk podcast for a discount. All right, welcome back to the Mater Soccer Talk podcast, another episode of American Soccer Talk. And my next guest is a current USL player with the Tampa Bay Rowdies, Leo Fernandez. We will be discussing soccer in America, focusing more on the professional level of soccer. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah, and uh, can you give the listeners some background uh, on your playing career? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so I went to Stony Brook University. I grew up in New York, uh, played there four years. Luckily, I had a really good good four years, and I was able to get drafted by the Philadelphia Union. Uh, I played in Philly for four years. Uh, one year, I went out on loan and played for the New York Cosmos. Um, I had a really good year over there. One one NASL player of the I'm uh, sorry, young player of the year when I was still young. Um, and then after that, I was bought by uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, and I've been here for six years now. A uh, long time, but me and my my wife and family, we 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 love it down here, and we've had nothing but but good times playing here in Tampa. Love it. Um... How do you feel the college game prepares you for the MLS? Um, because I feel like there's different routes now. Um, so yeah, I guess in your experience, how did it prepare you? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Cause I think you see, especially now where I try to mentor a lot of young players, they always come and ask me for questions about going pro. But I think for me, it was something that I needed. Like I really needed to go play somewhere four years and just develop because I, I, I believe that I was a late developer, and if you if I was trying to go pro when I was 17, 18, I probably wouldn't have made it. So I think ha- going to Stony Brook and having four years of playing time and playing with older kids just helped me grow my game uh, tremendously. And I think a lot of kids nowadays, they just want to go pro, and no matter where, where they are in the world or what league or what level, they just want to say that they, they signed a pro contract. But it doesn't matter when you sign a pro contract because I feel like when you do, that's when the work really starts. You know, that's when you really just have to, you're just getting started and it's even harder to sign that next contract. So um, I was happy to go to college. I was happy to develop. And I think a lot more kids need to take that route or, or instead of just going straight into the pros. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, And do you like, the college setup it seems like a fit for you um versus you know a lot of the academies now is is it more just uh where you're at um you know with that person you know person by person basis or do you think one way is better than the other yeah i I mean to be honest i don't love obviously the college season being only two or three months long and and then you're basically not doing anything in the spring you're training you know have inter squads and, and, you know, preseason games and scrimmages or whatever the case may be. But 
I think it, it goes back to your, everyone's different. Everyone has their own path. Um, like I said, for myself, I knew that I wanted to be a pro. I wasn't ready at 17, 18, 19, but I trained every day with an end goal in mind. And that was to sign a pro contract. And I think if people can recognize that, if they have their goals, they have their steps, um, you can do it in any any path that you choose. So if you want to go the academy way, and then if you have a first team that you can see and you want to join the first team, so they can go that way. But I think you have to have realistic goals and you have to set the right priorities and just make sure that you get it done. Right, yeah. see a lot of uh, younger and younger kids getting first team looks and I, I heard something today that where uh all these players rights and stuff where because they're trying to keep kids from going to Europe so early um yeah yeah, found that interesting. yeah MLS, so MLS has like the discovery rights and homegrown rights so they have a bunch of rules that if you're in a certain area you can only play or try out for that MLS team um yeah for me I I don't like it just because say you don't make it for this certain team this, the, you shouldn't be able to not try out for another team unless you know because i think i've seen a story like you said like one kid didn't make the sport in kansas city so he wanted to go to st louis but but sporting kansas city wanted him wanted st louis to pay for his rights which is like you didn't sign him in the first place right so why do you want money for him now so it's kind of it doesn't make any sense to me yeah, I mean, I think it holds kids back. I mean, if they get opportunities elsewhere, I mean, why, why hold them back? Yeah, I, I found that interesting as well, and it's, I think it hurts the game almost. So I don't, I don't know. But um, you talked about um, you, you've been loaned out before. How does that work, uh, I guess, compared to a loan overseas? Some, same thing, and, um, you know, how is it as a player? How's that feeling? Is it? kind of weird getting sent off or is it okay i do want to play it's fine yeah i think it, it comes down to you you know it, it, what what are you going to do to make the best out of it um and i remember for me uh my first two years in philly uh i played a, an okay amount um some starts and then some off the bench and then i remember the last two months of my second year i wasn't playing at all and I knew that I still had a contract with Philly the third year, um, but my mind was set on playing. I wanted to play every game. And this opportunity came with the New York Cosmos, and I knew the head coach. He was a very good coach at the time. He was recently coached at Portland Timber, so he was a excellent coach, and they had a great team. So I kind of pushed for a loan because I wanted to play. I wanted to develop. Um, and so when I went to New York Cosmos, uh, I realized that we had a great, great team. Uh, I would even say we were probably better than my Philly team just because of the players there played with like Real Madrid star uh, Raul Gonzalez. He was playing for the Cosmos. Marco Senna won Euros with Spain. Uh, yeah. So many talented players. And I feel like that year was where I really took my, my career to uh, a next level where I really became a pro and just learned what it, what it took to train every day, take care of my body and stuff like that. Um, but I've also seen it work the opposite way where, or a kid wants to stay with the team, but they send him on loan without his, uh, 
you know, w- without him wanting to. And then he just wastes a year at a different team. He's not training well. And then he comes back and he's even worse in worse shape than, than he was when he left. Yeah. Um, so you've been MLS level, USL level, NASL, I guess, kind of got absorbed by USL. Um, and um, I guess, what is the difference in quality um, between those leagues? Is there a big gap, small gap? Um, and oh, I'll, I'll start there. I got a follow-up question. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I get asked that question a lot, but no, I think especially in speaking of 2023 MLS, MLS is really, really good. Uh, the quality has improved so much since I was there, but I would say like every team now has three to four, like really good players that are, should be in Europe uh, playing in like Portugal, Germany, um, but MLS they they pay well now, so they're there now, and they are difference makers, and that's something that uh, the USL doesn't have. USL has good players all all around, solid players, but no 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 world class players like they do in MLS now. Yeah, um, and then do you think there's any teams that could survive an MLS season, like not get last? <laughs> I would, hey, I mean, I'm always confident in, in the yeah. crowd. I think at home we have a serious home advantage of playing yeah. out, playing with the heat. Um, so I think for us, I think at home we, we would do well. To survive a whole MLS season would be tough. Um, right. Just because MLS is a, a lot of quality. But I would say, like, like if you, if, like, when we play in the Open Cup and if an MLS team, plays their second team or their reserve team, they're going to get beat or we'll beat them for sure. But right. if they play their starters, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys definitely have a good home field. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. it was fun to watch you. I think I was surprised with uh, – because I'd never been to a USL game, um, I think, ever. I mean, I've been to, like, the Summer League USL2 <laughs> games, but not – so I I didn't realize how far the league has come. Um, I'm from Virginia, so kicker Richmond kickers were like the closest. And I guess back in the day they had the Mariners. <laughs> or I think that was their name in Virginia Beach, but uh, that was when USL I think originally started. Yeah, but um, been a while, so it was it was great to see, and it, I thought it was fast pace and uh, quality surprised me. So it was awesome. Uh, who's the best player that you played with? You t- kind of mentioned at Cosmos. Um, did you play with any other stars? Because I know Cosmos, I think, had Nico Crankshaw at one point <laughs> from Tottenham. Yeah, no, they've had Cosmos always had some some decent players, but yeah, I think I would say like Raul Gonzalez is probably up there. Um, we played played with Joe Cole over here, West. Yeah. Ham. Yeah, I know. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, Joe Cole for sure. Um, and then when I was in Philly, uh, I played with Cleberson. He he won a World Cup with Brazil in twenty, uh, sorry, two thousand and two. Um, so he played there my rookie year. Uh, and then my last year in Philly, I played with uh, another Brazilian, El Sino. He played with Shakhtar in São Paulo. And I, I always give credit to Alejandro Bedoya too. Like he. He's not the most flashiest, but he's just like with, with, with soccer IQ and fitness level, he's unbelievable. 
yeah, I mean, he's still he's still up there playing, uh, you know, even at his age. So, kudos to him. Um, are there any players in the USL right now that you think could be in the MLS? Because I, I mean, for me, I've seen some of these big names that were just in the, you know, on a Premier League side two years ago or whatever. Um, like Emerson Hyman, for example, at Memphis, and it's kind of crazy that now they're here in USL. Yeah, I would say make it MLS. <laughs> no, I would say in the in the USL, there's probably three or four guys in each roster that could play in the MLS. Um, the tough thing is in the, in the MLS now, it's just you know, it's 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 they they're really forcing the MLS academies to take a lot of roster spots, and then. With a little bit of older guys, they're not taking a chance on them anymore. But I think on each each USL level, especially the, like the top top teams in the USL, there's three or four guys that could easily make a roster. You know what I mean? I know some guys would prefer to be in the USL and playing every game than to be on the bench and fighting for some minutes or not even being rostered. So I think it just it really comes down to do you love playing or do you want to just say that you're in the MLS and, uh, you know, riding, riding the bench or whatever, it's whatever right. makes you happy, you know? All right. Um, and I guess, so you got drafted the MLS. Could you see the USL having their own draft to, to get players? Cause I, you know, I found that interesting on how they find all these players. <laughs> um, cause they don't, I don't think they have a draft, do they? So no, no, I didn't know if they, you know, some of the insight on what their recruiting process is. Yeah, I think I can, I can honestly see the MLS getting rid of the draft and then we, we take over the draft just because now, like, uh, I know my old, my former club Philly, they don't even pick anybody in the draft. They always just either trade away their picks or they just don't pick anybody because they're going with homegrowns, MLS academies now. So they're not even wasting their pick on a 21, 22 year old. Cause you know, times have changed now. The, that's 21, 22. You got to be close to your prime already, which is crazy right. to think. But um, yeah, I can see the USL having some sort of some, some college combine and making a draft system. But right now it's kind of a free for all. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. I just found it interesting and you're right. You know, MLS is, definitely going more towards the academy and even in europe it's like oh at 22 and you're not informed right now uh, you're washed and i'm like like they're already starting to say things about pulisic and now he's at milan killing it and it's like i'm surprised that they write people off so quickly (laughs) soccer is what have you done for me uh today you know it's not what have you done for me last year or two years ago so it's one it's one thing i've known uh, it's one thing i've learned when i was really young so it's uh it's as long as you know what what, what kind of business you're in it's okay yeah uh, and speaking about usl and i know a hot topic has been uh promotion and relegation how do you feel about that would you like to see it in the league yeah i i think so i think it will it would hold more clubs accountable um, for them to get better each year um, and and not just go through the season as a waste or or you know stuff like that. Because I'm I know I was I was born in Brazil. I watched the Brazilian leagues. I watched all the European leagues, and I think it just adds a little bit more of an excitement uh, for the teams in, in in the second division and also the teams that are fighting for relegation or playoffs. So I think it's a little bit more exciting, but. Uh, that's just my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think even if the USL had it, I think it would bring more eyes to the league. And, you know, I would like to see, which leads into my next question, you know, American leagues, do you, could you see it all fa- falling under one pyramid one day? I mean, I feel like we're far away from it, but... <laughs> yeah, not anytime, uh, not anytime uh, coming up. So let's just say it like that. It's, it's going to be maybe in like twenty years, maybe. But right now, I don't see it. I think you saw with San Diego just paid to to get in MLS, so they're paying two hundred fifty million dollars expansion fee. Um, and I don't think these owners are wanting to risk uh, relegation right now. So maybe, maybe in the future. Um, yeah. But I think with the USL, if they have like a, their own system, it could be it could be exciting, it could be fun for fans and players. I know my brother my brother plays in League One in, for North Carolina, um, and it would be fun to see you know him play against him or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and I believe they they're going to be in the championship next year. Yeah, they got they got promoted, but but not the, not the. You know, not the winning way, but just the. Exactly. Oh, they were a top. They were a top team, right? They're top yeah. three or four, I think. Yeah, they came in second, so. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. They got a nice stadium out there too. I was surprised that they were in League One. Yeah, so they used to be in the championship, and I forgot. I don't know what happened, but they they dropped down. But yeah, yeah. their stadium is probably one of the best in the whole USL with the with the grass and 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 the whole setup. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I actually went to a preseason game. They played West Ham one one time, so I had to make it out there. It's like it's yeah. a driving distance. I gotta go. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. For you, um, what does the future hold now with the uh, rowdy season ending? Uh, you still got time on your contract, or? Yeah, yeah, I have one more year left in my deal. Um, I don't know if you know, but this past year was a difficult one for me because yeah, yeah. I was injured. I was injured all year. So my goal now this offseason is just to get healthy, um, be as strong as or come back better than I was in 2022 before I went down. Um, and yeah, just make sure that I'm healthy and ready to go in, in preseason. Yeah, no, I, I understand Playing in college, I had my fair share of injuries, so I know it can be uh, can be tough. Yeah. I was glad to see that you made it made it back by the end of the season, though. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but it it was tough, man. My first, it was my first surgery. I've never never really been injured in my career, so it was tough to be out for for so long and just not be able to play the, the sport that you love. And I've been playing since I was five years old, so it was it was definitely a, a tough, tough rehab process. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and you know, how, how long do you plan on playing? You think as long as you can go, (laughs) I love, I, so that's the thing. I, I just love playing. It's so much fun to me. I still love showing up to training and literally being in the locker room and having fun competing with, with other guys. So as long as I'm still having fun and and enjoying it and my body lets me play, I want to play until I'm like 35, 36. So that's my goal. So we'll see if my body lets me. Um, if not, then uh, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll just keep it. We'll just keep keep it going until until I can. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, what was I gonna ask? I had another one here. Oh man. Um. Oh yeah. So 
USL promotion relegation, they're looking at trying to add the USL two eventually to be not just a summer league. Um, and so what kind of, what kind of number do you think should be like a max in each league? You know, USA is so big and, you know, England, it's like 20, 24. And, but like, I, I know in us, we're kind of split East and West. And I'm just curious, do you think there's a cap that they need, they should probably hit? And then, you know, no, that's a good question. I mean, I've never really thought about it, but I think to start off, I, I always, I always had the opinion that you should have like a like the first division in the USL should be started off with like every team that has the best facilities and the best structure. Like for example, like us, uh, like a Louisville, Phoenix, um, North Carolina coming in, and then after that, then you just you break it down to teams that are okay and then the teams that need work so i would say like keep it like 16 and then whatever 16 16 and 16 or if there's more 16 16 20 um but i feel like yeah in the first division you need the best quality you need the best stadiums um and then if a team wants to move up from the third or second division they they need to have like these proper uh, guidelines and structure, and and then they have to invest basically. But that's always yeah. that is my my opinion because for me the toughest thing for me is is we play on a great great field here in Tampa, and then we'll go to another place and we're playing on a half baseball field, and it's like it the quality is terrible, yeah. the field is terrible, and it just evens everything out. So as long as the fields are good the stadium's good i think usl can make a big jump yeah and so who who's the worst field to go to <laughs> so i i guess i hate playing in these half baseballs i hate it too oh not yeah. i've never played in it but looking at it it's just awful yeah. so like uh like they have good teams which is the, which is the worst part so like a memphis they're very right. good teams, but their their field is terrible and then tulsa like another good team that's been good, mm-hmm. but the field is just, it's just not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But hopefully they, I know that they have plans to build stadiums, but you know, I can only play for so long. Right. 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 Um, I'm surprised they don't, I know they started make, making teams have soccer specific stadiums. So I wonder if there's a year they have to have that done by. Yeah, no, I, I hope it's soon, but I don't yeah. see it happening. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, you never know. You never know. This yeah. Is yeah. Um, so another thing that I find interesting is this MLS Next League. Um, is it is it any good to do that? Or, I mean, again, I feel like we should be trying to fall under one pyramid, all these other leagues. I mean, I hear uh, Nisa is – Reps aren't getting paid. Players aren't getting paid on some teams. And it's just like having a crappy league doesn't do us any good. No. So what are your thoughts on some of these other? No, other yeah, I, agree. I agree. I think, yeah, having too many leagues confuses people. I know mm-hmm. it's me. Um, when I've heard Nisa, I was like, I've been playing for how long and now another league just popped up and like you said, and it's not even good quality and reps not being paid. That's not good. And an MLS next pro is, 
is I think it's a good idea just because they have there's like the space with MLS MLS academies and MLS and like you need something in the middle for for these young players that are not going to college and they need to play games. So I think in that sense it's a good idea but because when we when we used to have all the MLS two teams in our league. Yeah. And when we played them we used to just destroy them because they were just kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So having their own league uh is a good idea. But I've watched a couple of those games and and it's 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 like a older MLS academy game, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 23 game right but yeah i think if we were in the one pyramid good structure i think the quality and the excitement would be tremendous in in the u.s but uh like i said before i don't see that happening <laughs> yeah well i know i follow the uh old west ham player that coaches at huntsville jack paulson where i think y'all's new head coach came from he was assisting him over there Yep, yep. Um and so do they fall under MLS team? Are they kind of their own thing? Yeah, no, they're they they are affiliated with Nashville. Okay. So technically Nashville's second team. Gotcha. Um but not in Nashville, in Huntsville. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. He, okay, Jack, that's interesting. Jack used to coach Atlanta's second team. Atlanta yep. two. Yeah, he's a he I've I've talked to him a bunch after games and he's a good good guy. Uh, I've talked to Nikki about him, and Nikki was like, "Yeah, really, really good person, and West Ham legend too." Yeah, yeah, uh, I've heard good things about him. I got a buddy; he coached at uh, Des Moines Menace up there, and for League Two, and he coaches in college now. And uh, he he was telling me he's had good conversations with him too. It's like, man, yeah. put put me on. No. <laughs> yeah, bring him on. Bring him on the show. Um. One thing I asked the um, Hartford coach, I asked, you know, how are players compensated these days and just in general, um, not a specific, you know, number for you personally, but overall in the league, are players able to like live off salaries? Whereas probably five, 10 years ago, I wouldn't be able to say that. Yeah. Um, So that's, yeah, good question. I think we, as a league, we've grown tremendously in being able to support players and making sure that they are just playing soccer and we don't have another job. Um, since I've been in Tampa, we, so we're one of the, probably one of the higher up teams. So we've never had that problem. Uh, us as, as a, as a, we have a players union. So us as a players union, our goal is to catch everybody up. So there's a lot of teams that are, are aren't doing the right things and they aren't paying players what they should so we were able to establish a CBA uh, and have a player's uh, minimums minimum salary. Um, so we've we've we feel like we've done a lot to bring that up, but we still we know that there's so much more uh, room to grow. Um, but I think here in Tampa, we're we're fine. Um, yeah. We we're one of the, the more established teams. We've been we've run correctly. The players are are, are doing pretty good over here. Um, but there's still a lot more room to grow in other places in the USL, like in Hartford, for example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, they're, they've done really well. Um, I think the league and the owners, like they see that there's a lot more room to grow and I think they were heading in the right direction. Um, and that's all I can say for now. Yeah. 
So are you part of that player union? Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, I've been a player player union rep since 2020. Uh, we've 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 went through a lot during COVID. Uh, yeah. so we, we stuck together, uh, but now we ratified a CBA uh, last year. Um, so just just trying to keep keep the ball moving, keep keep uh, growing the the game, and making sure that the players are getting compensated for for their you know for their their work that they put in in, in growing the game in the U.S. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, that's good to hear. Um, another thing is USL sold a few players now to uh, Europe. The most recent, the one in Orange County, I can't say his name, but a lot, one of the brothers, Olaski <laughs> or something. Milan Olaski, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess is, is the USL, did they not have a strict of, of rules for transfers, pretty more, or more of a free market in that sense? Yeah, so I think, to, to make it easier for you, I think when when you're a young player in the MLS or like you play for Philadelphia Union and you want to go overseas, the the over the team overseas they have to negotiate with the MLS league. So they're not negotiating with the Philadelphia Union; they're basically negotiating with with the league and and you know they're trying to you know buy that player from the league here in the right. US. You're just you you're represented by your club, so you're not. You're not represented by the league. You're not really trying to, uh, you know, trying to negotiate yourself with the league. You're you're run by the club. If the club has your rights, then they can sell you for for as much as they want. So it's a little bit easier to negotiate in the USL, and that's why a lot of players, young players, are 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 signing with the USL clubs right now and and avoiding the MLS homegrown or or the you know the league rights or whatever. But uh. Yeah, I think the USL is a, is just another good option for kids that are maybe being overlooked in the MLS, and then they want to go and play somewhere else, and then they can be sold and go to Europe uh, after that. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's awesome. I don't really like how the MLS is set up in that way. I feel like it can hold growth back. I mean, even clubs that, you know, you sell those players, you get money, you now can reinvest. Yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, bringing back to West Ham, you sell Declan Rice, you bring in four quality guys, and yeah. and it's I think it's huge. So it's, yeah. it's good to hear that the USL can do that. And, um, you know, I, I see names where I'm like, oh, man, they're just at Fulham or at uh, Chelsea's youth, old youth team and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's good to hear. Yeah, there, there um, some some MLS uh, MLS clubs that, that do it right. Like Philly sold a bunch of young players, like the Aronson brothers, Mark McKenzie. So they they all went at a young age. So they some clubs do do it the right way. Yeah, and and the unions seem like they're like you said they're they're going a lot more academy route, kind of like uh, Dallas, um, and um, you know you hear about. Colorado Rapids, they're having a lot of issues with fans and their club. And kind of brings me back to this. That's kind of why you want a promotion relegation. So an owner can't just neglect and they have to invest in the team and can't just let it, oh, we're not in the playoffs, whatever, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's sad to see. Send them down to the USL. That's it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what do you think of uh, Juan Aguadalo? Is he is he still the quality that he once was, or 
I guess this is one player, and I know I know it might be touchy because he just played him, but um, is he is he the quality he once was, or because he was a guy that was supposed to be the next big and great thing? Kind of, he almost got the same hype of uh, like a Julian Green. I feel like. Yeah. No. You know, he was a U.S. international player, and I think uh, right. he is. I mean, he's in Birmingham now, but. I mean, yeah, he's a good player. Uh, right. Obviously, he, he's great for the league to to have a player like that in him. But I think there there's a lot there you can get a little bit more quality, and there's a lot more quality in other teams as well. So I mean, obviously they right. just beat us. So maybe I'm a little bit uh, salty about that. But, yeah, sorry to bring it up. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, think... a, he's a good player, uh, and it, it only helps to have more good players like him in uh, in the league. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. Regardless, I mean, you got the likes of like a Bill Hamid um, over in Memphis. I guess it's just interesting is how, you know, how did they get from playing in the MLS, especially the younger guys like a Hyman or Kyle Scott, they're like 23, 24. What made them decide I'm going to step back and I don't even want to call it a step back, but they're going to step into the USL. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it could be for a number of reasons. Like, I I don't know what specific decisions or, you know, what is happening in, in, in the background for them to come to right. a, a team like that. But it, it, it must it must have something to do with performance base or not getting the contracts that they want in MLS or in Europe or wherever, wherever they might be. And they want to maybe take a step back so they can take two steps forward. And, and right. some, sometimes that's the case. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not sure. I know for yeah. me, when I, when I joined the USL, it was, so I was, I was leaving Philly and I was, I was out of contract and Tampa offered me a, a good contract. And my goal was always to play here one year and then go back to the MLS. Uh, but you know, things changed and my wife was, was pregnant at the time and, and I didn't have the best season. My first year with Tampa, we weren't very good. Um, and then after that, Neil Collins became our coach and we just built something here that kind of made me want to stay. Um, and I was playing every game and that, and that was one of the, the biggest thing that attracted me. And I'm a gamer. I love playing games. I hate sitting on the bench. I hate coming off the bench and playing like five minutes. Uh, and then also with the family life, it's, it's tough to find a p better place than St. Petersburg. That was a big reason why I've been here for so long. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I appreciate you coming on. That's all the questions I got, man. Um, yeah, it's been great. A lot of insight and, um, you know, good luck to you. And uh, I hope you continue to recover and play, play a lot next season. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I had a great time. And if you ever need me back, just let me know. Will do, man. Thanks.